0: Welcome to Old Treasures Made New, your devotional podcast on the go or at home, where we read the scriptures and reflect on them with those from the past. Today we will be reading Matthew 15, verses 10-20, and then through J.C. Ryle's expository thoughts on Matthew. Please take a moment to pause and to ask the Holy Spirit to bring understanding and to apply what we hear. Matthew, chapter 15, verses 10-20. to 20. And if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain the parable to us. And he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. This is the word of the Lord. There are two striking sayings of the Lord Jesus in this passage. One respects false doctrine. The other respects the human heart. Both of them deserve the closest attention. Respecting false doctrine, our Lord declares that it is a duty to oppose it, that its final destruction is sure, and that its teachers ought to be forsaken. He says, Every plant which my heavenly Father didn't plant will be uprooted. Leave them alone. It is clear from examination of the passage that the disciples were surprised at our Lord's strong language about the Pharisees and their traditions. They had probably been accustomed from their youth to regard them as the wisest and best of men. They were startled to hear their master denouncing them as hypocrites and charging them with transgressing the commandment of God. Do you know, they said, that the Pharisees were offended? To this question, we are indebted for our Lord's explanatory declaration, a declaration which perhaps has never received the notice it deserves. The plain meaning of our Lord's words is that false doctrine like that of the Pharisees was a plant to which no mercy should be shown. It was a plant which his heavenly Father had not planted, and a plant which it was a duty to uproot whatever offense it might cause. It was no charity to spare it because it was injurious to the souls of men. It mattered nothing that those who planted it were high in office or learned, If it contradicted the word of God, it ought to be opposed, refuted, and rejected. His disciples must therefore understand that it was right to resist all teaching that was unscriptural and to let alone, and forsake all instructors who persisted in it. Sooner or later, they would find that all false doctrine will be completely overthrown and put to shame, and nothing shall stand but that which is built on the word of God. There are lessons of deep wisdom in this saying of our Lord, which serve to throw light on the duty of many professing Christians. Let us scan them well and see what they are. It was practical obedience to this saying which produced the blessed Protestant Reformation. Its lessons deserve close attention. Do we not see here the duty of boldness in resisting false teaching? Beyond doubt we do. No fear of giving offense, no dread of ecclesiastical censure should make us hold our peace when God's truth is in peril. If we are true followers of our Lord, we ought to be outspoken, unflinching witnesses against error. Truth, says one in the past, must not be suppressed because men are wicked and blind. Do we not see again the duty of forsaking false teachers if they will not give up their delusions? Beyond doubt we do. No false delicacy, no mock humility should make us shrink from leaving the ministrations of any minister who contradicts God's word. It is at our peril if we submit to unscriptural teaching. Our blood will be on our own heads. To use the words of Whitby, It can never be right to follow the blind into the ditch. Do we not see in the last place the duty of patience when we see false teaching abound? Beyond doubt we do. We may take comfort in the thought that it may not stand long. God himself will defend the cause of his own truth. Sooner or later, every heresy shall be rooted up. We are not to fight with carnal weapons, but wait and preach, and protest, and pray. Sooner or later, as Wycliffe said, the truth shall prevail. Respecting the heart of man, our Lord declares in these verses that it is the true source of all sin and defilement. The Pharisees taught that holiness depended on food and drinks, on bodily washings and purification, They held that all who observed their traditions on these matters were pure and clean in God's sight, and that all who neglected them were impure and unclean. Our Lord overthrew this miserable doctrine by showing his disciples that the real fountain of all defilement was not outside a man, but within. Out of the heart, he says, come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, and slander. These are what defile a person. He that would serve God aright needs something far more important than bodily washings. He must seek to have a clean heart. What a dreadful picture we have here of human nature, and drawn to by one who knew what was in man. What a fearful catalog is this of the contents of our own bosoms. What a melancholy list of seeds of evil our Lord has exposed lying deep down within every one of us and ready at any time to start into active life. What can the proud and self-righteous say when they read such a passage as this? This is no sketch of the heart of a robber or murderer. It is the true and faithful account of the hearts of all mankind. May God grant that we may ponder it well and learn wisdom. Let it be a settled resolution with us that in all our religion, the state of our hearts shall be the main thing. Let it not content us to go to church and observe the forms of religion. Let us look far deeper than this and desire to have a right heart in the sight of God. Acts 2 verse 21. The right heart is a heart sprinkled with the blood of Christ and renewed by the Holy Spirit and purified by faith. Let us never rest until we find within the witness of the Holy Spirit that God has created in us a clean heart and made all things new. Psalm 51 verse 10 and 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Finally, let it be a settled resolution with us to keep our hearts with all diligence all the days of our lives. Proverbs 4 verse 23. Even after renewal, they are weak. Even after putting on the new man, they are deceitful. Let us never forget that our chief danger is from within. The world and the devil combined cannot do us so much harm as our own hearts will if we do not watch and pray. Happy is he who remembers daily the words of Solomon. One who trusts in himself is a fool. Proverbs 28, verse 26. That is the end of Ryle's expository thoughts for these verses. Let us carefully consider what we have heard today, and may the Lord be pleased to bring the growth for his glory.